Hunters, and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, November 21. I'm John Barker. Joining me as usual, Jackpot, Joel Marshall and Dynamite, Dan Nuttall. Well, Dan, we come to the last gasp of the Spring Carnival on the East Coast, but on the West Coast, it's just warming up and we've got a couple of million-dollar races. How confident are you going into the second last weekend of spring? Yeah, well, look, Ballarat Cup Day always serves up a a really tough day. Um, their standalone meeting, of course, and the Cup, a really strong edition of the Ballarat Cup. Um, uh, having a couple of bets in that race. But overall, hard to be too confident, I think, at Ballarat. I think there's a standout later in the day. Uh, a whole heap of confidence at Ballarat and um, and in the railway as well. I think we can um, find a little bit of value there. I think a couple of the favourites are a bit under the odds um, and hopefully we can find some value in, um, in the Group 1 in the railway and, um, in Perth. All right, intriguing. Well, as Daniel just mentioned, Joel, it is a particularly strong version of the Ballarat Cup and uh, well, from a punting perspective, at least, if perhaps not entirely from a quality perspective, uh, Probably outshines Sandown last Saturday. Yeah, well, indeed, we had a few small fields at Sandown last week, and I think, well, certainly, you know, the way I tend to go about my punting, I like to go big fields and try and find some value. It doesn't lend itself to having a great strike rate, but uh, sometimes you can strike it rich. And I think Ballarat on Saturday, yeah, look, there's some big fields, and I think there is plenty of value to add. So I'll certainly be getting a little bit more involved at Ballarat than I did at Sandown last week. All right, well, we'll start at Ballarat. The two million-dollar races I mentioned, of course, one is the gong at Kemble Grange. The other one is the railway at Ascot. But we will start at Ballarat. Where, and we'll just uh, have a look at the one of the always an intriguing race on this Ballarat Cup card, and that's the two-year-old race run in the opposite direction. It is the Magic Millions two-year-old clockwise classic. 1,000 metres set weights worth 250,000. Obviously, uh, these ones are looking uh, towards the Gold Coast in January, and it is race four on the card goal. Yeah, there's a few I could have had on top here. I've gone with number 11, Scorched Earth, and I'm happy to see a little bit of support in the early markets for this daughter of Nakoni. She won a jump out at Caulfield quite comfortably from the front, and then she showed her versatility in one of these clockwise jump outs at Ballarat where she drew wide, they went back. She sort of sliced through a couple of other runners on the turn and, and really attacked the line strongly for a second, ate into the margin of the leader and pinched a bit of a break, pinched a bit of a break on the turn. So I thought it was a nice effort by the 11. Four Ranvia has been jumping out quite well at Mornington. I think the first one was just okay, but the next two with a bit more intent has been able to, uh, to win them, win them both well, and again, has met with early support. Seven, Camporiali, a daughter of I Am Invincible. I thought she jumped out quite well at Caulfield. Uh, the Ballarat jump out, again, was pretty decent. It was sort of held up on the turn and hit the line nicely. And six, Butter Blonde. Well, she's got the race experience under the belt with a win at Bendigo and a placing at Flemington. I think if, if there's one here that's massive odds, I think it's 30 to 1, that you could probably include as number one, Briggs. The jump out and the trial in Sydney haven't been flashed, but it's worth noting he's drawn the outside gate in both of those. I think from gate four, with the blinkers on, it could just be a different scenario. So he might be sort of double his true odds just because they haven't looked great to the eye, but he has had wide draws to contend with. 11 on top, though, from four, seven, and six. 
Yeah, no standouts for me in this race. I thought it was sort of, um, uh, sort of hard to separate my top three or four uh, tips. I'm with, I'm with the nine. Jay Anthony on top um, was last on the turn in that in one of those um, clockwise jump outs at Ballarat. Um, but got into her work nicely and was very strong late. Was pushed out there. Um, I like the way she picked up not well in the straight. She's drawn nicely here. Um, and she's my top pick. Butter Blonde and Prince Amongst Men are the two of the race runners um, I give a chance to. Butter Blonde, good in a group three last start. Wasn't far down the straight there. And then Prince Amongst Men, just a heavy track at Bendigo. It was started in the market. It was $5, $5.50. Um, but the, just didn't handle the heavy track there. Since jumped out well um, around the clock, around the clockwise course at Ballarat and um, led led them up and won that jump out pretty easily. So he's, uh, I think, over the odds in this. And then for fourth, I have the four Ran Veer. Nine, six, two and four. I went for the known commodity Butter Blonde to beat Ranvia, Prince Amongst Men and Rambo, 6, 4, 2 and 3. The big one at Ballarat on Saturday, Sportsbet Ballarat, to give it its full name, is the Sportsbet Ballarat Cup. 2,000 metres, listed handicap, it is worth half a million and uh, it's attracted a full field with 16 to face the starter, Joel. You know, they're sort of attracting a bit more quality, aren't they? I think this race was... I think it was last year was the first year that it went back to 2,000 metres. It used to be 2,200. So just catering for that slightly classier horse and worth half a million. So you, you're going to get a good fit. Obviously, a lot of these have been through some of uh, their major sort of spring assignments. So just whether some of them are on tired legs. But look, I'm going to give another chance to Pakadali, who I tipped at Sandown last week. Opened $41. I think he was sort of into about 17 or 18 by the time we did our podcast. And Sort of ended up coming into $10. So the support kept coming. He didn't have a lot of room in the straight. He came under pressure sort of about the 300 and was was battling on well, holding his ground. And then the last 100 metres, Dean Yendel had to take hold. And he's been beaten less than two lengths. He was third up there. 2,000 metres is a good distance for him. He finished second to Mohamedeus, giving him three kilos over the 2,000 at Caulfield back in May. On Mohamedeus' best form, he'd be right in this. So I'm going to go each way again. Pakadali from four Junipel, never going to lose last week over the 1500 in the Sandown Stakes. He was off a bit of a freshen, just travelled so well, and it was a, a, an easy watch if you were on him. Gets out to 2,000 metres. Uh, he hasn't won beyond 1700, but I think he can run well. Five El Galail. He's had a bit of a freshen since uh, pulling up lame in the Coonji. Prior to that, he was absolutely flying. So think he has to be given another chance and 10 a fair to remember a mare in pretty good form with two wins from her past four having won the matriarch last time out seven on top for me from four five and ten yeah and with Junipel, i was keen on his chances at sandown last week and as joel said you always sort of wanted to be on him in the straight um the ideal run in transit but he was far too good for those for two thousand meters now i think he'll um be just fine for him and Good jockey aboard, Kieran McAvoy, taking the ride. So the four on top, the 10 in next affair to remember, um, the locally trained Galloper from the Dan O'Sullivan Yard. She, her last two runs at Mooney Valley and Flemington have been excellent. She was good against the pattern, chasing home West Wind, who was um, in red-hot form at the time. I think it was a fourth or fifth win in a row. And then missing the start at Flemington and finishing over the top of them in, to win the Matriarch, um, both over the 2,000-metre trip here. She's... Yeah, mare and form and certainly up to these. So 
right in it. The 10. I've got the 14 in next game, Keeper. I have um, been with a few times as preparation. He's not running all that badly. He wasn't all that far away on the cup day plate. Uh, two and a half lengths behind Purple Sector last start. It's just up to this 2,000-metre trip. It's, I think it's his preferred distance. His only his win at 2,000 metres last preparation was excellent. Um, I think he's won over the odds. And in for th- uh, fourth over three, Kings will dream. Uh, I've got a class edge on a lot of, a lot of these. 4-10, 14 and 3. A fair to remember for me, quite keen, I, I guess... My only query is seventh up here. Uh, we, we go to the well one more time from Junipel Al Galail. Little freshen up since an unlikely run in the Quigley and Kings will dream. Easiest race he has contested for quite some time. Ten, four, five, and three for me. Your Ballarat specials, gentlemen, starting with you, Joel. We have heard about Pacadali, your value. Tell us about your best. You're waiting till the last, so it's race 10. Number 17, B-Hunter. Looks ready to win this bloke. His second up run when 1,100 to 1,400 was very good behind Windstorm. Uh, had uh, irregular heartbeat there at the Valley, so put a pen through that and then improved. Well, really did bounce back at Flemington last time out. Uh, had a good run. Didn't quite... I guess maybe didn't quite see out the 1,600. Power scheme beat him. And, of course, he was super last week going down by, you know, bob of the head to Sosie Bonner at group level. I just think the little comeback to 1,400 from a good draw. He's ready to win B, Hunter. He's my best. As you said, Pacadali, my value. I'll certainly be placing my faith in Dean Yendel on Saturday. He's on Pacadali, and he's on a couple of other roughies that I'll mention. Uh, worth a little look. Race 7, number 9, Brilliant Concept. Looks ready to peak. Fourth up. He's been coming through that country race series. He was uh, an emergency for the final. Didn't quite sneak in, but he's going well. He's drawn nicely. And race 9, number 10, Standoff. Uh, liked this filly when she won at Flemington at a big price earlier in the year. Uh, one run back early in the spring in the Captain Tebes was pretty plain, but this is easier. She's been freshened since then, and I still don't think we've seen the best of her. So there's a couple more at decent odds. My best comes up in race nine. I'm pretty keen on the astrologist. Um, he's been excellent in both starts this time. In one of benchmark 64 um, with a Massive weight and bolted in there, and then finished down the straight as only grabbed by Exhilarates late. We know she's a group class mare on her day. Um, he's always had plenty of ability. This guy's um, sort of starting to put it all together now, and I think can get the job done here. The strolls is my best of the day at uh, Ballarat race nine, number three. The value comes up in the last, uh, the nine, 19, the difference is already a scratch. The third emergency, this horse has already been one scratch. And so he'll need a couple more to force his way into the field. Um, he's absolutely flying, this preparation. He's won three of his last five and his preparation and, and placed into others. He's very good running on. He stepped up sharply in grade. Um, Flemington last started 1,400 metres and very good behind outrageous. So had that race won quite a long way out. The difference, so hopefully he can sneak his sneak his way in the field. If so, he's my value. If not, um, I think Mystico in race five is worth an each way play as well. Uh, first up to Flemington down the straight, I mean all that far from Ancestry, but he's never really much of a threat to that horse. Uh, jumped out well prior to that. Um, second up form and utilises the claim from Harry Grace, 55 kilos after the claim. Mystico um, generally always runs over the odds. 
um, from a small stable. So race five, number four, and race 10, number 19, the value bets. Well, my best is up against Mystico, and that is race five, number six, High Stranger. I think very astute placement to bring him out, just as the good ones are heading back to the paddock. Uh, impressive win first up on the home track. Thought could get away with this one as well. And my value bet is up against the Astrologist, as a matter of fact. Race nine, one of my favourite, one of my long-time favourites, Sister, Sunlight's Sister. Uh, and if on paces are favoured at Ballarat, she could get away with that one as well. Certainly each way, race nine up seven at around about $9 at the moment. Kembla Grange is the venue for New South Wales Metro racing on Saturday. Massive fields as there always are. Well, when I say as, they, as there always are at this meeting, I think last year was the first meeting of the gong. The gong is back again this year. It is race seven, 1,600 metre quality handicap worth $1 million, John. Sticking with Purple Sector here. He ran a cracking race first up at a big price, just signalled that he'd come back in very good order. He then went right on with the job with a dominant win at Randwick, running good time there. And then at Flemington, just seemed everyone wanted to be on him. He... I was very keen on him, and I was thinking maybe the 340, I think he opened, was a touch short. I should have jumped in because he, he didn't get any better. I think he got into a $1.95 at one point during Cup Day. Ended up getting out to 230, and you had your worries on the turn because he was the first one off the bit, and Craig Williams had to persuade him with the stick. He took a while to wind up. It looked like he was on his wrong leg and not quite comfortable, but he found enough to win. It wasn't pretty, but it, he got the job done. I think back on his Sydney leg, he'll be able to just find that extra length or two he will need for this tougher race. Coming back in distance is a little bit of a, a worry, but he's a promising horse. They gelded him before this uh, preparation, so I think that's been the making of him, and clearly dry ground is uh, is when he's best seen to affect. So from a good gate, I'm happy to stick with number 11. Two, Olmedo, I thought was very good in the Cantala. He had the outside gate. He got into a pretty decent spot, did loom at the furlong, didn't quite finish off, but he'll be a lot fitter for that. I think he's definitely a chance. Seven Dawn Passage, he was backed as soon as markets went up Monday morning for this. He's had the two runs back. They've both been good. He's drawn gate one. First go at a mile, but I think he'll be able to run it out, no problems. And four Rock. He's had a pretty good campaign, this bloke. He's two defeats in the Epsom and the Cantala. Both been good runs. He'll be finishing off strongly. 11 on top from two, seven and four. Yeah, with the seven, Dawn Passage, um, first up in the Silver Eagle, back to last from the wide, the, the widest gate. Um, and it's running okay there. And then Brave and defeat the Golden Eagle on a heavy nine. Back to a good track is his preferred surface. Um, and White Joel, I don't have any problems with him up to 1,600 metres. So he's on top of the seven for me. The three, Cascadian in next, um, been taking on. Group one handicap races in Melbourne, and look, he's been running quite well without winning in, in, a, in a couple of them. Um, he was excellent in the Cantala, getting a long way back. Um, I think he'll certainly take some holding out if he gets clear running. Uh, in for third, I have the four rock. That's uh, along nicely this time in, and also good finishing behind Cascadian that Cantala stakes in the spring. And in for fourth, I have the 12 reloaded. Um, 54 kilos we can improve up to the 1600 metres here uh, over the odds 7, 3, 4, 12 
Joel, your best at Kembla was race seven, number 11, Purple Sector. Talk us through your value bet, race nine, number 10, Greek Hero. Yeah, I'm a little bit uh, a little bit disappointed in the odds that this horse has gone up. He was in a couple of weeks ago, first up, and I made him my best bet. I think he went up double figures and was still around $9 when he was scratched. That was on a wet track. Um, this week I've made him my value, and, and they've had a couple of weeks to adjust his price, and he's opened up favourite. So I uh, probably want to hold off. Uh, before stepping in you know, and taking that price. But look, I think he'll go really well. He's a an imported galloper. He won first start in Australia at this track. It was a, a class two provincial race on a Saturday, but he sat wide and did it well with 60 kilos. His next two runs in town were solid without being placed. He struck wet tracks. He had gate one at Randwick at his latest run. They were all coming wide. He, he just wasn't in the right spot, but he ran well both times. I've liked his recent trial. Nashua Willow was aboard. Didn't give him a hard time. He's aboard here from gate two. He'll get better as he gets over a bit further, but I think it's a very winnable race, and he'll take plenty of beating. Greek hero in the last. Uh, my best in race five, uh, the one, Pandemic. I think it's a race in two, that one, really, as the market suggests, Pandemic and Big Parade. Um, I think there's many winning hopes in the field. I, mean, I just think Pandemic, with the, the run under his belt, this prep, Big Parade's first up, and... Um, just think he's a better horse. He's he's well he's sort of well um, seen in in the group company and run well there. He was first up at Warwick Farm in a pretty hot midweek race behind Villami, uh, Villamai, and he was excellent running on, recording some quick sectionals, hitting the line nicely. Fresh for this, um, Tommy Sherry takes two off, and I think he's the best of the program at Kembla Grange. Race five one, the value. Uh, in the first, the six air to air. Uh, she's been a bit of a hard man to trust. This preparation, she's been she's been okay on heavy tracks on her past couple. Haven't been beaten far there. Um, it was tackling some pretty handy races earlier in the campaign, and uh, again racing racing well without really threatening. I guess you could say um, this is a really suitable race for her. I like the fact that she's back on to uh, a dry surface. Um, although she had two runs on those wet tracks, haven't been all that bad. I think she's a better, better mare on the top of the ground. Um, Hugh Bowman takes her ride. So in the first, uh, Kimberly Grange, my value, number six, air to air. Well, to have you caught up with the news, there is no racing in South Australia this weekend with punters and horses confined to barracks. So we head up to the Sunshine Coast. Daniel, your fellow... Cane Toads still celebrating your stunning state of origin win during the week. And we head to Sunshine Coast to continue the celebrations for the Metro Racing on Saturday. And big, big, big car there as well. About uh, 145-odd acceptors. There's no black type, but there's a couple of features. There's the Swiss Ace Plate and the Malula Bar Cup, which is where we find your best on the program race. Eight, number eight, Ballistic Boy. Oh, he's, I just don't see how they beat him, uh, this ballistic boy. He was he was awesome first up. I thought he'd run well. He was over 13.50. I thought he'd be running on, hitting the line, and, um, you know, one of those runs, you know, this, well, this horse is in for a good preparation. But uh, he jumped out of the ground late and only just missed Red Chase, who had been promising to win one and had the, had the ideal run in transit. Ballistic boy had settled much further back. Uh, second up, 1,600 metres, both ticks for him. Um so he's got a very good draw, won't settle as far back. Only 54 kilos, and I think he, he um, ticks a lot of boxes. It'll be extremely hard to beat Ballistic Boy. He's clearly the best bet of the program on the sunny coast. 
the value comes up in race three. Horse called Spill Queen, number 15. She's a maiden. Um, this girl coming up against some pretty handy types who have, who have won a couple of races. But I think she's a, a pretty promising uh, pretty promising filly, Spill the Beans filly. She was excellent at Doombin last start. She drifted there a little bit. Um, sat in a good spot and, and I thought it was ran really nice. I think she's building towards a win. She, they've put her in the deep, thrown her in the deep end here. That's why we've got a price about her, but um, I'm a big fan of hers, and I think she'll be winning um, much better races than this in time. So each way bet on the 15 in race three, Spill Queen. All righty, Ascot, the venue for Perth Racing on Saturday, and that is, in fact, where all the big black type is this weekend, and the black type starts in race four. It's the Tab Touch Placid Arc Stakes, a listed race for three-year-olds over 1,200 metres. BJ Ryan, our man in Perth, likes number four, Sean Talk, to beat number one, Charlton Eddy, which is what happened the last time they met. The third, number five, Mystical View, and the fourth, number three, Queen Brown. Across to race six, first of the really big ones, half a million dollars, three-year-olds, set weights, group two, it is the Sky Racing WA Guineas. Joel, what did you think about this one? Yeah, well, I'm putting my faith in the Sean McGrady and Steve Wolf combination on Saturday. And they took out the Phillies race last week with this girl, number 11, Watch Me Dance. Uh, took out the bird, uh, sorry, the champion Philly Stakes. She was third up from a spell, improved sharply. It was a really wet track last Saturday. So interesting conditions. We're going to be on firmer ground on Saturday, but she's... Winner of the Sires earlier in the year on a dry ground, started odds on favourite and beat Dom to shoot, who's right in the market for this race. I just thought a filly on the backup, she'll be rock hard fitting from the inside gate. We had all the favours, number 11, to beat seven, Fanta, who's lightly raced. Another that beat Dom to shoot, that was at his first start back in September at $16. So clearly a talent winning first start in a Saturday race, given a bit of a fresh and returned in the Feretha. Led them up, and I thought stuck on really well for fourth. Going to have a stack of improvement in him. You would think nine first law gets the blinkers on first time. This son of Delgar also comes through the fair ether where he crossed from a wide gate, settled handy. Seems to be improving with each run. And in for fourth, number one, Gemma's son. 11 on top from seven, nine, and one. Did you look at this one, yeah, Daniel? Yeah, I'm pretty keen on first law, actually, um, at, a, at each way. Odds. I was on in last start and was brave in defeat. They only grabbed right on the line. He's um, drawn a better gate this time around. The blinkers go on. Uh, with a more economical run in transit. I think he's a, a great hope. So are we having a big, uh, an each way bet on first law in race six? All right, BJ Ryan in that race likes number two, Dom to shoot to beat number nine, first law. And then Joel's tip number 11, watch me dance. And number one, Gemma's son, but with a big watch on whether number 17, Western Empire, ends up getting a run. If not, he can pick up uh, pick up a consolation by winning the previous race, race five there, where Western Empire is number 12. But uh, look out if Western Empire gets a run in the Guineas. Race seven at Ascot on Saturday, Crown Perth, Jungle Mist Classic, 1,200 metres for fillies and mares at Listed level and BJ pretty keen there on Tycoon Storm number eight to beat one flower of war. 
nine rationally and seven special choice. The big one at Ascot on Saturday is the Curran Railway Stakes. It is race eight, 1,600 metre group one worth a million bucks. It is a handicap. Joel, what? Oh, well, first I'll give you my fun facts, and that is that uh, favourites hasn't been a great favourites race this century. Only three favourites from the last 20 starts, which is not quite as remarkable a stat as you might think. If it's a wide open handicap, you'd really probably only expect the favourite to win 20% of the time, slightly less than that. Uh, barriers 8 to 13 in recent times have dominated. Horses under the age of seven have dominated. And as you often get in these handicap miles, the lightweights also have dominated uh, those on 53 and 53 and a half. So using all my fun facts to narrow it down, I've got it down to number eight, Red Can Man, and number 14, Too Close the Sun, who uh, obviously inspirational girl fits that as well, but she is the favourite. Um, Red Can Man and Too Close the Sun, Too Close the Sun will come into barrier 13 if the emergencies come out. But enough of my yak and Joel, what do you like? You've just filled me with plenty of confidence there because I'm with Red Can Man on top. Sean McGrady, Steve Wolf combo again. He gets the nice weight drop from the least steer, had the 59 kilos, beaten half a length by KC, the good mare. He gets four and a half kilo swing on her. He can press forward, make his own luck. He's going to give you a great side each way, number eight. Four KC, I have got in for second, last year's Kingston Town winner as a three-year-old filly. She came back for a couple of runs during the middle of the year, just a cameo prep. She went two from two. Her first up run in the northerly, she was well backed there, but she got back in the field and it was okay obviously took plenty of improvement second up to win the lee steer now she's going to need a new jockey stephen parnham had a bad fall at yesterday's ascot meeting i think had got some broken ribs and some small fractures in his spine so our best to stephen but yeah going to need a new jockey there kc so it's going to be a good pickup mount she's definitely a live hope 11 inspirational girl in for third have to Respect the Peters camp. Eight from ten with a couple of minor placings. She looks very smart. And William Pike gave up that ride on Arcadia Queen so he could time it to be back for railway day. You'd have to think uh, uh, that he's got plenty of confidence in this girl to be doing that. And one Kementari, old favourite, in for third. Oh, sorry, in for fourth. The Godolphin-owned gelding. I thought he's running the least steer was pretty good. He didn't have much luck. He was trapped wide. He kept finding the line. I think the 1,600 from gate one should suit. I'm with eight on top from four, 11, and one. I'm going to back a couple here. The 14 is my top pick, too close to Sun. Uh, it was an arrogant win last weekend on the EV8. Um, he's obviously going to be sort of came of age a little bit in Victoria last preparation, but he's come back just as well, I think, this time in, um, importantly with that lightweight. As you mentioned, Barks, uh, and yeah, on the strength of that last start, win the fact they're backing him up, I think he's a, a top winning hope. So he's my main bet. I think the one, Kementari, I mean, it's been nearly a thousand days since he's won a race, but 13 to 1, um, got to have something each way on him, considering he's a sort of a proven com- uh, commodity at, at this top level, albeit hasn't, hasn't been for some time. He was, um, I think, everyone last start, he sat wide, no cover throughout. Um, he was brave in defeat there. I drops a kilo that Chris Parnham drawn barrier one uh, with even luck. He'll be storming home and yeah, 13 to one, certainly over the odds. So it'll be my, my main two plays in the race. The 14, too close to sun on top of the one commentary. 
Well, uh, if Too Close to Sun does win the row, I think it wouldn't be too many to do the Warnham yeah. Cup. Uh, oh, wait, double. Uh, but Deep Sand is just, it's just absolute magic stuff. Uh, BJ's tip is Red Can Man. He's uh, with Joel to beat Inspirational Girl. KC and Too Close to Sun. And the other one he'll be putting in his quaddy is Cup Knights. The last at Ascot on Saturday is the Carbine Club of WA Stakes listed race over 1,400 metres. BJ likes Festival Miss number 12 to be two flow, nine Labour Rod and eight Kim's Royale. Earlier in the day across the Tasman Joel, we're taking it back a notch in the hype stakes with Pukakoe and Awapuni. Yeah, Pukakoe, not a bad meeting. There are three or four stakes races there. My best bet comes up in race six, number one, son of Bielski, this Aussie bred. Uh, he's only missed the Quinella once in five starts. Impressed on debut. He's found one better, three of his next four. I thought the first up run at Tarapa was outstanding. Got a long way back from a wide gate. Really did charge home into second. This is a you know a big field with a few sort of up and comers, plenty of hopes, but I think he's going to be very hard to hold out. My value bet race nine, number seventeen, Mighty Aslan. I thought the first up run was good. Gets to sixteen hundred, which will suit. Was in pretty consistent form. The sixty-five uh, benchmark sixty-five level last time in. He can even get out over a little bit further, but sixteen hundred second up should be fine. I think he's a good each way play in the last at our pony. My the best bet is in race five, and it's number one called Don't Know Jack. Best bet coming off a zero and an eight. These two runs this time in. So he might get a price, but I thought his latest run was pretty good. He went 1,400 to 2,200 second up, finished midfield, wasn't beaten all that far. He would have taken plenty of benefit from that. He was very competitive in better grade last time in once he got out over these staying distances. He's got the 60 kilos, but he's very well placed at this level. And as long as he's ready third up, and I think he's going to be very hard to beat. And my value bet is race three, number 14, Lanacord. Daughter of contributor, Stallion, I'm sort of following his progeny, and they're all showing a bit of talent. Uh, this girl's just finished outside the placings at both of her starts. They've been pleasing enough efforts over the 1,400. She gets out to the mile and should run you a good race each way. Well, that wraps up a... Massive weekend, a massive Saturday of racing around Australasia. Big fields, pleasing Joel, very much the order of the day. The fields fall away a little bit on the Sunday, but there is a listed race and there's going to be 14 to face the starter in that, and that is the Bet365 Kilmore Cup, race six at Kilmore on Sunday. Daniel, you've had a bit of a look at that one and you've come up with uh, the second emergency, Mrs Beckham, who does only need one more stretching to get in, but... Uh, yeah, nice price. Yeah, he does. Plenty of time for. Um, I think the run was all too bad last start, and if you can get a run here, she's certainly a race that's within her reach. Um, I think Tavi Dance got to be wary of that horse. Just absolutely no luck. Um, first up, um, so complete forgive there. I think those would be the main two plays. Um, perhaps Pancho, um, Rainbow Thief as well, probably over the odds. But Mrs. Beckham and Tavi Dance the main two for me. All righty, that concludes the preview section of the show and brings us to uh, put our reputations on the line with the segment we call Lazy Lobsters. Lazy Lobsters. Lazy Lobsters. 
Yes, it's our best $20 bets of the weekend. Thank you once again to Suburban Rock Patrol for our Lazy Lobsters theme. Well, once again, the guest, uh, the guest lobster got us or a, a spared total blushes last week by coming up with a winner, albeit odds on. That was uh, so well done to Mike O'Farrell with Truly Great. And Mike is backing up in the West. And it's a, it's a horse that most of us can get pretty keen on. And that is Red Can Man in the railway. So that would, in fact, be race eight number... If anyone can help me, it is race eight number, uh, Red Cam Man is number eight, race eight number eight. Uh, how can you go wrong? I am heading to uh, Sportsbet Ballarat, which is, I wonder if people who live in Ballarat have started calling their calling the town Sportsbet Ballarat. <laughs> but, uh, where do you live? Oh, Sportsbet Ballarat. Uh, I'm, though, going with High Stranger, who is race five number six, for my 20, Joel. Yeah, I'll go Ballarat as well. We'll make it the lucky last. Race 10, down the bottom, number 17, Bee Hunter. Um, well, I'm gonna, despite not having a win for a few weeks, um, just I'm really keen on two. One in the sunny coast uh, and one at Ballarat, and they're both about 2.30, so I'm going to multi them up. Uh, Sunshine Coast, race 8, number 8, Ballistic Boy, all up into Ballarat, uh, race 9, Number three, the astrologist. So 20 on that off the top of my head, uh, 20 into 100, thereabouts. Fixed on. Excellent. Yeah. Well, that's one to look forward to. Uh, that leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. If you're in South Australia, Stark Home news agents aren't open. No winning posts over there this weekend. So you will have to go online, winningpost.com.au, and click the link. In the main story, otherwise, issue.com, that is I-S-S-U-U.com, and search for Winning Post, only five bucks, you get everything you get in the Winning Post, and in fact, a little bit more than in your printed Winning Post. If you're anywhere else, we'll be in the chops first thing Friday morning. Have a great weekend, everybody. Back plenty of winners, and we'll talk to you next week on the